Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Go from dragging yourself to work each day to finding a job you love. The Career Spring program is for high-achieving and ambitious mid-level professionals like you who are looking for a job that uses your zone of genius, recognizes your value, and pays you what you're worth. If you're ready to learn more, schedule a complimentary consult using the link to my calendar in the show notes. Be sure to follow me on Exclusive Career Coaching on Facebook, Lisa Edwards on LinkedIn, and Lisa.Edwards on Instagram. Greetings. Hey, a reminder, if you haven't checked out my free monthly webinars, now is the time. If you want to see what the next topic is, you can head on over to the link in the show notes. They are always on the third Thursday of the month at 4 o'clock p.m., and they are one-hour masterclasses on a job search topic. Check it out. All right, this week we're going to talk about how to position yourself as a star performer. And according to the book, The Emotionally Intelligent Workplace by Chernus and Goldman, there are key competencies of star performers. A star performer is defined as someone who is in the top 10% of performance. So, you know, whether that's at your company or if you want to think big in terms of your industry, I would define a star performer as my industry because I don't have other people in my company doing what I do. So the competency clusters, and and this ties into what we talked about last week with the emotional intelligence, episode 216. So we have self-awareness, which is understanding yourself. We have self-management, which is managing yourself. We have social awareness, which is understanding others. And then relationship management, which is managing others. So we've got two competency clusters about yourself, understanding and managing yourself. Two competency clusters with others, understanding and managing others. And the goal here is not to be a star performer in every competency in each of these clusters, but to have a good balance of competencies or think of them as strengths across the four clusters. And it's also important to define a derailer here, and that is a behavior or attitude that curtails your performance or advancement. So As you move up in a company, your visibility, your impact on other people, the scope, the sphere of influence that you have at work expands. And because of that, one derailer can undermine or kind of offset a whole set of emotional intelligence competencies. So it's not a sum here of like I have eight strengths and only one derailer. That one derailer can kind of wipe out eight or more strengths. So again, I want you to listen to last week's episode on emotional intelligence profile and those competencies. I'm going to mention them again very quickly here, but I go into detail with them last week. And that's going to be the basis of your star performer action plan that I want you to create from today's episode. So briefly, here are those competencies. Under self-awareness, we have emotional self-awareness. We have accurate self-assessment and we have confidence. Under self-management, we have emotional self-control, trustworthiness, adaptability, conscientiousness, achievement orientation, and initiative. Under social awareness, we have empathy, organizational awareness, 
and service orientation. And under relationship management, we have developing others, inspirational leadership, influence, change catalyst, communication, building bonds, conflict management, teamwork and collaboration. So let's talk through the steps to become a star performer, and then I'm going to actually create an action plan for a fictional employee to help you understand how this works. So step one is you want to think about the competencies. So of those 20 competencies I just mentioned, which ones would you identify as strengths that you would like to improve even more? So last week, we picked 10 of the 20, and I actually did my own. I gave you a scale of 1 to 10. How often do I exhibit that competency? You know, in other words, when I have the opportunity to display confidence, let's just say, do I do that? One would be 10% of the time. A nine would be 90% of the time. A five would be 50% of the time. So we really rated ourselves on those top 10 that are most relevant to the work that we do. Some of these apply less to the work we're in, the company we're in, the industry, whatever the case may be. So step number one is what are the competencies that you currently identify as strengths that you would like to improve upon even more? And then step number two, what are your critical derailers? Do you have any derailers here that could really override your strengths? Step three is how can you leverage your strengths to help mitigate your derailers? So how can you take these things you've identified as strengths and employ them, engage them to help deal with your derailers? Number four is what resources do you need to make this happen? Is there some training? Is there feedback? What do you need to, what tools, resources do you need? Step five is who can support you and hold you accountable and what can they specifically do to help you? So who are these people and, and how can they help you? Number six, how might you sabotage your efforts and best intentions? What, what are your tendencies? Be honest with yourself. How might this fall off the rails with you? And number seven, what will your first three steps be to begin executing your plan? So here's our example. So we're going to call our person Casey, and she is an assistant purchasing manager at a large, large manufacturing company. So step number one, Casey's going to identify the three strengths that she would like to develop even further. And the ones that she's chosen are, number one, emotional self-awareness. So Casey recognizes her feelings. She knows how they are affecting her work, but she would like to improve on owning those emotions in a male-dominated workplace without feeling guilty about having those emotions. So she gets kind of labeled in this male-dominated society as being overly emotional, and she wants to kind of regulate them but also own them like, it's okay, I'm different from you people, and that's all right. The next one that Casey has identified as a strength is her adaptability. She's really good at going with the flow. She's a team player. She does not get, you know, freaked out by changes in plans. But what she would like to improve on is seeing the opportunities for new challenges more proactively. So Casey recognizes that she's a bit reactive. Okay, here's this thing. We got to go with the flow. She'd like to be able to see around corners better and recognize that a change is coming or there is the potential for change and be more proactive about that. 
And then the third one that Casey has identified as a strength is building bonds. Casey is has a really strong network at work. What she would like to improve on is her network within her community and in her profession. So she wants to step outside of her company and start building those networks. Number two, step number two for Casey is to identify her critical derailers. And she's identified three. So number one, a big one for Casey is confidence. She really hesitates to speak up in meetings. She doesn't always express her opinion, even when it's an area that she's very familiar with that she has expertise in. The second one for Casey is organizational awareness. So she considers herself to be an apolitical person and she resists the idea of playing politics at work. This does not come natural to her, but she is recognizing that that's an issue for her and it could become more, will become more of an issue as she moves up in her profession if she doesn't address it. And the third one for her is inspirational leadership. Casey really wants to move up into greater leadership roles and she recognizes that her kind of worker bee mentality is not going to serve her in those leadership roles. She really wants to become that inspirational leader that she sees in other areas of her company. So step three is how Casey can leverage her strengths to help mitigate these derailers. So to improve her confidence, Casey's going to leverage her extensive internal network to identify two or three mentors who are confident women and who would be willing to help her. So she really is looking for those mentors that are highly confident women to help her with her confidence. To improve on her organizational awareness, Casey's going to establish this as a goal with her boss, and he's really strong in this area. So she's going to ask him for help in navigating the political landscape of her company. And then to improve on becoming an inspirational leader, Casey's going to check out TEDx talks, YouTube videos, read books on becoming an inspirational leader. She's going to really get a lot of different perspectives and figure out what makes sense for her. Now, step four, Casey's identified the following needs. And mostly what she needs to achieve all of those goals is some time. So she's going to reorganize her work schedule to accommodate meetings. She wants to be able to go to lunch and coffee dates with people in her company. She wants to start stepping outside of her company, you know, to meet, to make contacts out there. And then she's going to learn about the inspirational leadership on her own, you know, at home. So she's going to set aside some time for that as well. So she doesn't so much need training as she does, you know, time to get all of this going. Step five, Casey has identified her best friend who works at her company, but in a different area as her accountability partner. So she has asked her friend, we'll call her Sarah, to help her in this process and keep her on track, keep her accountable. Step six, Casey has recognized that the biggest challenge she has in making these improvements, so her biggest potential derailleur personal derailleur, is that she has this lack of self-confidence. So it's going to be really easy for her to not have her own back about committing the time, showing the courage that she needs to do these things, really chickening out, if you will, on these, these lofty goals. So her best friend happens to be very self-confident and assertive. So she's specifically going to ask Sarah for help in 
you know, as you hold me accountable, what I'm really concerned about is the fact that I won't think enough of myself. I won't hold myself in high enough regard to follow through on these things. And, and she knows that Sarah will help her with that. And then step seven, Casey has identified the first three steps that she wants to take in reaching her goal. So number one, she's going to reach out to two internal contacts each week to schedule a lunch date, a coffee date, some other way to meet with these people to discuss becoming a confidence mentor to her. And if she gets enough mentors, she can keep having these meetings. Hey, tell me, give me your best tip for becoming a confident leader, you know, that kind of thing. Step number two, Casey's going to establish a meeting with her direct supervisor to discuss strategies to improve her organizational awareness. And then step three, she's going to set aside two one-hour blocks each week on her own time to find and view TEDx talks, YouTube videos, and read books on inspirational leadership. So she's given herself two hours a week just to do that. And I think it's really important with any big goals like this to share them with people who will support you and hold you accountable, not the naysayers in your life, not the doubters, but the people who will be your cheerleader when you succeed and your friend when you stumble and just need, you know, somebody to be there for you and to not not let you off the hook, but be empathetic with you because we're not perfect. I hope this has given you some feedback on how you can become a star performer, some very specific steps that you can take to get from wherever you are in your career in terms of your, your performance level to the next level. And I will see you next week. Take care. You've been listening to The Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.